Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, you guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of Who podcast. I am your uh, co-host, Coach Maples, Jay Mapes, here. Um, first, I want to say Jordan is back. He killed it uh, in the home, in the, in the bros' absence. Loved it. He's going to be a, a more consistent part of the show, uh, kind of our gambling data stats correspondent. Uh, he's going to also help us out with some graphic stuff behind the scenes, so Jordan, welcome to the Temple of Hoop extended family. Want to get that out the way? Thank you for all the stuff you're going to bring to us in ahead of time, good brother. Hell yeah, man! Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I'm glad I uh, <laughs> glad I filled in enough, uh, <laughs> held it down for Kings as much as possible. What what they said you uh, played so well on your 10 day contract, we extended you. That's how it worked, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, big news! Uh, my co-host, my brother, is back. Uh, hashtag suspended Kings Kingsley is uh, back. My boy, what is going on with you? Man, busy, busy, but it's good to be back. Talk hoop, man. I've been, I've been, you know, catching on, catching a bit of the hoops here and there. Um, definitely easing my way back into it, but it's, it's some things I've been noticing. You know, I had to come back. <laughs> we are glad to have you home, my God. I know you're super busy working on that PhD, teaching all that stuff, man. Life is real right now. Yes, sir. Um, Man, so what other way can we welcome Kings back by talking about his Timberwolves? Um, they sit at eight and eight, have won the last three, two really good wins against the Cavs and the 76ers. Uh, they beat the Orlando team that's rebuilding without Paolo, but still three in a row. Um, they sit at 13th in net rating. I do think it's trending upwards that uh, their four man lineup combo that D Lo Towns, Edwards, um. Gobert at a neg- at a negative point six right now. That four is kind of the four headed monster. Hey, I just wanted your thoughts. That is your 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 number one team. Your thoughts on how everything is going in Minnesota thus far? Work uh, in progress, man. Um, we're just getting getting used to the new roster. I think really, cat understanding how to defend on the perimeter is, is the big thing. Um, it's it's thrown off our perimeter defense. Um, his his the way he's been moving, uh, at came into the season out of shape, so that also threw us behind the curve. Um, so it, we're just trying to get get things together, and it shows with our record and with our ratings, offense rating, defensive rating, record. Everything's middle of the pack right now, and uh, it's just because we know we're just trying to figure things out, figure how this team is going to be. Uh, we have potential though for sure. Uh, when it when it's clicking, it's clicking. But when it's bad, it's bad. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just going to be a work in progress for us. Um, but uh, we have to make it work. We invested too much into it, uh, too much into the curve, into the core right now, to add into Gobert. So it's it's just got to work. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I retort, Jordan, it, it, anything on the, like, 
data or gambling side that Minnesota's jumping out at you right now or anything they're doing in particular? Well, I mean, they're a tough team to to really get a, a handle on for the simple fact. I mean, their ATS record is 6-10, so, I mean, they're not wow. market expectations. But, I mean, they started really bad, you know, so, I mean, they've, they've been trending out uh, upward. They just beat – uh, Philadelphia, they were three and a half yep. and they won outright on the road. So that was a big win. But again, Philadelphia was playing on a back to back against Milwaukee and they, they uh, exerted a lot of energy in that game, especially after the game when, you know, Montrez Harrell, who plays five minutes, trying to tell my guy Giannis <laughs> not to practice, man. Like, what is going on here? But now, Minnesota, I think Kings hit it on the head. Like, they are a work in progress. We, we talked about them. The last couple of weeks and the fact that like you know i don't think cat is really built to defend on the perimeter i think that's their biggest issue yeah that's uh i would agree it's tough war about in space um a lot of the complaints but from this is from minnesota fans is they, they they don't love d'angelo russell as the general of that team uh where are you with that i, I haven't yeah you know, <laughs> I, you know i haven't for years at this point what do they do though yeah that's the yeah, that's you said that's, that's said the it, problem yeah. that's the problem I don't know what the upgrade is for him at this point. Um, uh, it's, it, that's not going to, you know, age you or it's going to, you know, put make you have to, you know, recalibrate how you run your sets because Cat uh, has repertoire with D'Lo. D'Lo's now been on the team for a, a good amount of time now. He's he's used to playing with those guys. Those guys are used to him and his play style. So unless you get somebody who's, like, really going to either be a glove fit or who's really just going to be a clear upgrade, it's just kind of hard to just move off of, off of him just because. That's Cat's guy, too. Yeah, and it's, and it's Cat's guy as well. So you can't, you can't just move off him just because you really have to get somebody who makes sense. I was really trying to push for the DeHonte Murray trade in the offseason. That was my number one guy, actually, uh, more than Gobert. So – um, you know, but he went to Atlanta. Atlanta took the risk. It's paying off for them right now. Um, so we took Gobert. I think Gobert can still work, but like it's going to take time, more time with that one. Yeah, I think the uh, Georgia down there, the perimeter defense is tough. Um, what are your thoughts on the on the big, the the, the two big combination? Um, my thing is on the surface, I, I thought it would be okay, but I, I did over uh overlook cat having to defend on the perimeter so much but what are your initial thoughts on the on the go bear cat uh pairing um i mean it's crazy defensively it's not really that good but offensively it's great yeah uh, yeah Bear's <laughs> vertical spacing is excellent uh and he he flows well with our spacing that we and the scheme that we run but we just can't defend i mean when, <laughs> when we need to so um you know, we'll have games where we're, we're hot and we're scoring, and then we'll have games where we're kind of, you know, struggling. And then defensively, we will have games where we play good, sound defense, and we'll have games where we get into shootouts. So just really inconsistent. But uh, like I said, the flashes are there. It's just putting it consistently. Uh, that might be coaching. That also might be age. I mean, Ant's going to have to grow up. Uh, you, like I said, it came into the season out of shape. Um, you know, I I wasn't I thought I was tripping too because I saw some videos in Austin. I was like, man, he looked husky. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I didn't want to say that. I was like, is that just because he naturally big? But then when it, when it came to the start of the season, they're like, oh, he out of shape. I'm like, I knew he was yeah. out of shape. I could tell he was out of shape. So I wasn't shocked when he came out of shape because I saw in the offseason workouts, you know, he was looking a little bit bigger. So he's gonna have to, you know, get his, you know, start taking his preparation more seriously. 
so that, you know, the team can gel faster. And uh, so once he gets up to snuff, once everybody gets in stride, I think we're going to be a, you know, about where I, I expect this to be. Honestly, I really think we'll be mid to four to six seed. I, I you know, I, I think we'll actually, we'll end up there when everything's all said and done. Does yeah. Does concern you? Sorry. Huh? Does the depth concern you? Uh, it it's it's inconsistent, but honestly, a lot of people's depth in this league right now is inconsistent. So <laughs> it's just yeah, it that, that was yeah, that was my retort. I was like, I think you're okay because there are a few teams in the West that are really underperforming mm-hmm. uh, compared to what we thought. Um, like the Mavericks, for instance, have some terrible losses. Lost to Nuggets without yeah. Joker. They lost to uh. <laughs> Toronto, who had a bunch of guys out of just a really some really dead loss to the Pelicans without Ingram or uh, Zion, just a couple nasty, few nasty losses. So teams like that that are really underperforming what we thought they were. So I think it's okay to have this uh, this time to kind of figure yourself out. So but yeah. I think I think once Christmas comes or around that time, we'll start to see the, the separation right. with who's real and who isn't. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of teams figuring things out, we'll be going to the Lakers. Uh, team who employs Kingsley's GOAT, LB uh, LeBron James. <laughs> um, we're sitting at 2-10. and 10. Uh, Everything looked like it was falling apart. Jordan, I'm going to need you here because we need to level this out uh, with the strength of schedule when the kind of the circumstances here that's kind of, that this is happening with. Last yeah. three games. Anthony Davis, 30 and 18, or tonight, 30 and 18, 37 and 18, 38 and 16. Tonight, 30 and 18. Uh, dominant all three games. Pretty sure he's going to win player of the week off the strength of those performances um, this week. Um, the Lakers are up to up to five and 10 after that horrendous start. They've won three in a row. Still three games out of that last, that 10th spot. Um, I got some, uh, before I give it to you, Kings, I got to give you, I got a bunch of data for you. So, after that, toward uh, week, AD's up to 25 and 11 with two blocks per game, playing great defense. Lonnie Walker, after a slow start, is up to 17 points on 47-35 shooting splits. I think he's probably been their best addition. Um, Westbrook, off the bench, 17-9-5 and on 43-39-80 splits. Clay. The three games he started, 10-10. Seven and four on 29, eight, 80 splits. He's been a completely different player off the bench, attacking second units and spending less time on the floor with LeBron between injury and just kind of staggering their play. Um, they're still 24th in net rating because they were so bad to start right. the season. Uh, I just wanted to throw those things at you. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, on the Lakers and what you've seen so far? To me, I just, I might, my foundational takeaway is. Darwin Ham is doing everything he can. I think he's been a great coach. He's just literally playing the hand that was dealt to him. So what do you, what do you think? Uh, and uh, Ham is, he's a great coach. I mean, that's just bottom line. Uh, <laughs> for them to even be this competitive, given everything that's happened 
Um, you know, another major point, I think the last three games, I know LeBron too during during this win stretch. Uh, man, I, I he might have he might have saved Westbrook's career. Um, you know, he really might have saved his career because I think now teams can look at Russ and be like, hey, you know, he can play a supporting role now and he can contribute to winning in the supporting role. So I think now Russ goes from, oh, he's going to be out of the league to now he has a he has a place in this league now going forward in that six man, that off the bench role. And Russ, you know, congrats to him. I'm really happy for him, man, for him to swallow his pride to actually uh, understand that he needs to take a backseat to be a con- con- contributing player. He really matured, man. And uh, for him to do it this far into his career when he's never done it before, I, I, that's real, that's real big, man. Cause a lot of guys don't do that. And for him to just do it on the fly like this, it's credit to him. It's credit for him for getting him the buy-in. And I, it's really big credit to him because all off season, he was saying it and yeah. we were kind of <laughs> like, Oh, he's just talking. He's just, Nah, man, he was serious, and I, I really big give credit to him for throughout all the trade talk, throughout all the turmoil, he kept the locker room focused on basketball, and I think that's been missing with the Lakers is they just not they weren't focused on basketball for a long time, and I'm just happy even though they're not good that they're back to just playing hoop, enjoying hoop. Locker room is great, you know. They're just coming in working, and that's what you want. You want the hoop foundation to be strong, and that's my thing for LeBron when he gets back. You, you, we know how LeBron can get when he gets in those moods and he gets in those and, and you know that type of agenda mentality. And it's just, just you, the season is a wash, bro. Unless they make a trade that could potentially put you in contention, maybe. But the season is a wash. Just build these guys' confidence. You see what Russ is doing. He got Reeves and and Lonnie, uh, you know, playing well, getting you know, get, having having fun. You know, they're really looking to him in the locker room. He's being a vet for them. Like Bron has to be that vet. That he, yeah, he, that he, he, he can do this. I mean, he's has he's he's done this before, but he really has to like focus on hope. I think KCP had a great point when he said his comment that he just doesn't see the fire in LeBron's eyes, and I I agree with that comment because honestly, I can see it felt uh, it felt really bad watching him play early. I just felt like he was just going through the motions, like you know, it's LeBron James. He's gonna walk, wake up, and put up numbers, but it just. It was just like he was just hooping. Like, you know what I mean, he was just playing. Yeah, I, I think the telltale sign for that. This is the first time in a long time that a LeBron James team has been better with them off the floor. I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll probably say he could never have. Like the Lakers have been, even though they're at tough stretch, they were better when he sat. And I think a no, lot of that's to do with you know, your, your your the energy. Um, Jordan, I got to ask you. Uh, I think the Nets have the worst front line in basketball. I do think the Spurs. It's probably right behind that because, uh, you know, Jacob Pearl, uh, the center, was it Jakob Pertle didn't play. I'm sorry, Jakob, not, not Jacob. He didn't play, which gave their front line even thinner. Um, this recent uptick for the Lakers, how do you see it? Is it something that's going to stick? Is it just, uh, you know, anomaly? What are you seeing here? Well, I think it is sustainable because, I mean, AD, obviously, when healthy and when he asserts himself, can be a top five player. We've talked about it before, right? I think Kings hit the nail on the head about LeBron. Like, I think that he needs to look himself in the mirror at this point, 38 years old. Like, you're not that guy anymore, right? You need to be that seasoned vet that people can lean on. And I think, I think Jason, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, about the fact that, like, uh, I don't know if it was you and me or someone else, but you know, LeBron is so much older now that, like, he's disconnected from these young guys, right? He's, like, yeah. too 
he's like a generation older than them, right? So he doesn't really connect with them the same, but like he needs to be that veteran presence. And I think Kings hit the head on the with Russ too, being that six man, how Darvin Ham kind of kind of rallied him in. I mean, that shows you how good Darvin Ham is. And the one thing that, you know, being a Bucks fan and what I know from Darvin Ham is that the reason why Darvin Ham was so successful with the Bucks and why Mike Budenholzer always had him on his staff was that he was the guy that connected with the players. Mm. He was the NBA. He was, he was that guy. Like Giannis has alluded to it. Bobby Portis has alluded to it. Like he was the guy that connected with the players on the coaching staff. I think he's doing that here with the Lakers. I think he's absolutely sustainable. Um, for the Lakers to to be better, I think they can be a top ten seed. I think a lot of it has to ride on LeBron and and you know, is he going to be the LeBron that just wants to break uh, Wilt's record and that's all that, or I'm sorry, Cream's record and that's all that matters, or is he going to be the LeBron that is going to rally everybody and be the leader that we've seen him be? Right, we've seen yeah, him do it right. on the Heat, we've seen him do it on the Cavs. So it, it it's going to come down to LeBron because you're right. The Lakers have been better without LeBron so far. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, so the big trade that's always been talked about on the table. I, I want to get into this a little bit. Was the the Indiana Pacers trade? Um, it's funny because Miles Turner and Buddy Hill are playing out of their mind right now for the Pacers. Uh, Turner's having a career year: eighteen, nine, three blocks, 50, 40, 83 splits. Also getting a decent amount of threes up, so it's not just a low, <laughs> a low volume guy. He's legitimately stretching the floor. But he healed 18, 3 and 3 on 44, 40, 91 splits. Um I think at this point, if you're Indiana, they're gonna hit the Lakers with that fat Joe. Uh yesterday's price is not today's price. Given how those guys have played, and they know the Lakers situation. Um I think this should have been done in, in the in the preseason when you get these guys a training camp. But I am at the point was I was told a couple weeks ago, I was like, you know what? You ain't going to be able to make a trade to get you anything. Save your picks, eat this, and try to do something in the offseason. But, you know, the more I watch, if AD is going to remain this assertive, uh, I say you give him a shot and try to move the picks. Um, NBA is wide open. That's yeah, why. I think, yeah, that too. The West is not what we thought it was going to be. Um. I do wonder if Indiana has reassessed the price for those. Uh, like, those aren't salary dumps anymore. Those are legitimate plus players now. And I know the market's going to be there if they shop them. So I don't know if that's a deal. I know the Charlotte deal with Rozier and Hayward. only thing is with Hayward, he's more injury prone than AD and LeBron at this point. That's the other gamble you take. So I don't know. But um, of the trades you guys have heard, I'll start with you, Kings. Which ones do you want the Lakers to pursue and why? With AD like this, um, LeBron's final years. If you have, if you wanted a final hurrah with LeBron and you wanted to maximize AD prime, it's definitely Buddy Hill and Miles Turner. Um, there's nothing. You first of all, you don't have max cap room. It's only like 29, 29 or thirty million. You yeah, you don't. So you really can't fat uh, feasibly get better uh, significantly in the off season. Um, we're not going to talk about the wild card potential chaotic mess that would be a Kyrie Irving to the Lakers. Yeah, we won't get into that um, for many reasons. But, you know, so when you when you when you think of all of that and you know it's like you kind of just have to if you want to maximize the championship window because your only other alternative really is 
if to, is to pray that Kyrie situation gets resolved and then buy him on the low. Like that's really like outside of Turner and Buddy, that's really your second alternative for a championship. So um it comes to the Lakers. I mean, do they wanna do they wanna, you know, do they wanna um punt AD's prime or do they want to uh, hold on to picks in the future when you know I don't know, man. Like, I get it from an average team standpoint. I get it. But the Lakers just always find a way to get free agents. And when you have that to fall back on, it's just hard to for me to then say you should keep a pick. If this was a regular team, I would say, hell no, don't trade those picks. But here's my here, before Jordan, you chime in. Here's my thing to that they got free agents when Bus and West were in charge. And LeBron, yeah. it wasn't for the Lakers. It was for Los Angeles. Yeah, of course. That's the only thing. I don't know if Jeannie and Rob are going to be able to reel them in. I, I, I don't know. But I, I, I agree with that. I agree well, with that's that. the only other thing. But but do you trust them to scout? I mean, too. So. That's the only part of Lakers I do trust. They've been scouting well. That's the only I, mean, part. I mean, like, I mean, like, you trust them to scout and retain players. That's 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 my main thing. Because, yeah, they draft the guys. As you can see, do you trust Genie to pay the guys? Because that's that's the part two. That of is very. Department. That is very. I remember. And I think. I think the most the, the most frustrating I was early this season. I don't put this on Darvin. They had Darvin out there giving us free agents, general managers, speak talking about this is who we are. We got to stand on the tax line. I was like, don't ever try to coach out there to say that about a team. He's out there giving. You know, we we can't go over the tax line talking points to the media. This is who we have. Like. Don't send your G. That, so obviously, Belink has mentioned it to him at, at some point. So <laughs> for the past three, you know, three years they've been cheap. That's, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm kind of torn. I know they'll be able to get to draft good to draft decently. Like even Max Christie has shown that. Okay, he's going to be a decent rotation player. Like they hit a home run with Reeves. You know what I mean? But is he going to hit like another Caruso where he gets priced out because of the tax line? You know what I mean? So we'll see. But that was my only. I don't know if Jeannie and Rob are going to be able to pull the pull in that superstar player. Um, go ahead, Jordan. What, what what do you think? I think they need to bring in a basketball person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> the, that's the number one. Like they need somebody like Jerry West, and I know Jerry West ain't coming back. You know what I mean? But they need to bring somebody in like that who's going to make the basketball decisions. Because I don't think Rob Polinka is that guy. And there's too many there's too many voices in that Lakers front office, man. Like there's. Man. No, consistency basically and i think that leads to a lot of the issues they have with retaining roster spots um i do agree with you in the fact that like they do scout well um i don't think they brought in free agents very well since genie bus lebron is a anomaly basically he won in la yeah and so i think that's a big issue i was gonna ask you guys though i i, I heard a report that the clippers are interested in miles turner I mean, they have the ammo yeah. Yeah. to get them. That's 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 kind of tr- that's scary because they have the ammo to get them and probably a more attractive deal given some of the guys they have. Um, I'm curious about the fit. Zubox probably for as far as price to roll, probably one of the best value centers in the NBA. I think Dean Turner is is a better player. You would think they would have to trade Zubox to get Miles Turner, though, right? Obviously, I, I think so. Yeah. I don't know if they want to do that. I mean, defensively, they're the number one defensive rating team in the league. I yeah, believe. That's right, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously, uh, I think in a vacuum, in a, in a in a vacuum, Turner 
is a, is yeah. a better, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Um, Jerry West has made some trades to spike the Lakers before. I remember the Marcus Morris pickup. They didn't really need, they didn't even need him. I guess picked him up anyway because the Lakers were in on him. Um, but yeah, I, I but they, they keep him. I mean, he's still on the roster, so I, I kind of think they wanted it because he kind of fits what they do. You know what I mean? Spread the floor, knock shots down, versatility. Yeah, yeah. I, I can give you that. I can give you that. Um, yeah, Just the Clippers have a bunch of wings that could be helpful to any team. Mm-hmm. So I think you know their offer might be ultimately better. But do you think so, like okay? So let's say potentially trades here. Let's say the Clippers offer Norman Powell and. Uh, Oh my God! What's the white guy's name that's slipping my mind? The guard from Duke, a lefty. What's his name? Oh, the, the wing, Canard. I thought you said guard threw me off. Canard, the wing. Yeah. Uh, they offer those two, Norman Powell, Canard, and some picks. They don't really have any picks either. They don't, they don't have any picks. All in Oklahoma. So I mean, what can they realistically offer? They because they have to match salary, and basically you have to at least trade Canard and Powell, or you have to trade. Uh, Reggie Jackson in one of those guys, but I think Reggie Jackson's value has kind of decreased this year. Like he's definitely not playing like he was last year. So I honestly, I think the Lakers could probably offer the better package because at the end of the day, Russell Westbrook comes off the books at the end of the year. Yeah. And, I, my, and, my, and again, like when the start of this conversation, like Indiana's fifth right now in the East and those guys are playing out of their mind. They hit another home run in the draft. Um, they got Duarte last year. They traded for Halliburton and they drafted this kid, the uh, Matherin, like, so they have a decent team. Hey, but at the end of the day, Jason, this team as built right now, probably not going to be able to compete. You add a Victor Weminyama to those guys. Woo. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But I mean, at the end of the day, it depends on what you think about Holly Burton's uh, ceiling. I, oh, I think that can't be Huh? Ultra high. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that, like, that's what it depends on. So, I mean, if you can get – because I, I think Benedict, Benedict Matherin has a – Ultra high ceiling too. I mean, I watch the kids. That's what I'm saying so, like, do you do you give like, you know, Heald and Turner are very good su- support for you know those young guards. They space the floor and then turn Turner erases a lot of mistakes defensively. So do you even make the trade? Is what I'm saying. Like, for my thing is, I think before the season, Indy was more willing to move those guys. They didn't know how good they were going to be, but a good start. You hit a home run in the draft. You got Hallie Burton. So I was like, that's why I said, remember, yesterday's price is not today's price. That's the, you know what I mean? That's 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 what I'm thinking on the indie side going forward. But plus, you have to deal with like the pushback from the fan base too. If you're a fist right. seed and then you trade those two guys, I don't think the <laughs> fan base is gonna be like too happy with that. What you traded these two guys for Westbrook, right? So, man, be interesting though. I do think that this draft is pretty deep though. There's it's a lot of deep. guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's very deep. It's very a lot deep. of guys in that top ten. Yeah. I think um, you get like top 20. 30. Oh, yeah. At least with a lot of them very high on most of the guys who are considered a lot of mm-hmm. Um Moving on. Last team we're, we're going to talk about today. Man, those Sacramento Kangs. We was Kangs. <laughs> <laughs> um, started out rough. I've won nine of their last 10 games. Um, it's funny. The defense is terrible, but they can score with or on anybody. Anyway. Um, just a quick rundown. De'Aaron Fox, I don't know how sustainable this is, but um, 25, 6, and 5 on 55, 37, 82 splits on a high volume. Uh, Sabonis, 18, 11, and 6. 
Kevin Herter, 17 and 4. Barnes, Monk, double figures. And they also, I believe, they drafted a star on Keegan Murray. He's in double figures. You got six guys in double figures. Um, they're scoring you in waves. Second best offense in the NBA, 27th in defense. Basically, just outscoring teams night to night. They're very fun watch. I zoom into the top of my league pass rankings. I watch as much as I can. That team is very, very entertaining, if nothing else. Um, one, do you think this is sustainable? Um, I guess that's the main question. Do you think this is sustainable? Yeah, uh, I do. Go ahead, King. Yeah, I was going to say I agree. Um, I mean, you kind of saw it when they traded for Sabonis. Uh, uh, you know, when after like immediately after, at least offensively, uh, they were they they started to uptrend immediately after. So I think offensively, they'll, they'll this will definitely stick. So as long as they're scoring and giving teams fits offensively, and and you know they added the, a great draft pick, yeah, right, right to the wing. So <laughs> so I mean, as long, as long as they keep playing offense like that, absolutely, uh, it's going to be sustainable for them. They're they're a competitive team now. Man, for me, it's been I've been a De'Aaron Fox believer um I, I don't know if these shooting splits are sustained like it would this would be an all-time season for a small guard he's playing like mm-hmm. prime tony parker with a three ball right now so <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna stick if it does he'll end up in the in the damn mvp conversation <laughs> if this sticks but um yeah man just a fun team to watch uh they don't guard they gave up 70 in the first half today to a to a Pistons team ended up winning the game just because they outscored them um what do you think how how are they doing against the spread and stuff? Like, that's what I want to curious. Like, what are they doing like against what what has Vegas got a, got going with them? I mean, they're the best team against the spread. They're beating the oh, market. That's crazy. <laughs> Eleven and four against the spread. Seven and one is an underdog, plus uh four point three margin against the spread. Oh. Eight, six, and one to the overs, which you would kind of think would be higher, but they the market does set their overs pretty right. high. I I was talking to uh, I have a couple of friends that are Kings fans, and when they were struggling, they were like you know, who are we going to draft? And I was like, bro, to be honest, you guys are going to make the playoffs because all the all the data says that they're a, a better team than they were performing at in the beginning of the year. And now we're seeing it, right? I have them eighth in my power rankings in the entire NBA. I think they're that good of a team right now. Guess what their net rating is? What? Eighth. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're up there, man. Like, because – and De'Aaron Fox is playing, playing phenomenal. You know what I mean? And – the other thing, too, that we're not taking into consideration is at some point, Davian Mitchell has to take a step forward offensively. And once he oh, does, that could get that could get scary because he is an elite defender already. Very elite. Yeah, I think it's tough. We might not even see that statistically because they have like in the six guys and double figures. And then Malik Monk's is, is, is semi high usage on the ball. Malik Monk. Right. So I think yeah, that's, that's another great pickup. Yeah. So I think that's what, but, you know, I agree with you. He has another step to take, but, you know, being the one guy on that team will probably play his defense on that end. That's, you know, he still has some <laughs> That is true. That's a great point. <laughs> he probably is the only guy. Yeah, I man. Think, I, think, I think Murray will eventually at some point, you know, become and that. He was great defensively at Iowa. Yeah, he was. That's what he did. That was one of the big things. He was a guy people thought he was an NBA-ready defender. That was one in, like, in his scout report. Yep. But, yeah, man, um, yeah, I would like to see him get better defensively. Shout out to Mike Brown. Um, he has been the, the basically associate head coach for the Warriors before this year, so I definitely think he picked up some some championship pedigree. Even then, he's been coach of the year before, uh, coached those early Cavaliers teams with LeBron James. 
Um, had some success. Yeah, sure. knocked off, knocked into that Pistons team. Um, I'm not gonna I lie, the, I thought the Kings were gonna be a lot better defensively under him. Same, 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 same. I, I finished so it, it's hard to with Sabonis, man. I, that this didn't shock <laughs> me when they got Sabonis. I knew they were gonna be hyper offense, but I knew they would be competitive. So, yeah, I think it's tough when you have a a, a bad center defensively. It's hard to cover for that. Yeah. Just in the NBA in general, because that's that's no rim protection. That's bad pick and roll defense. It's just a lot to overcome. Um, yeah, I picked the Kings tenth before this. I had them in that last playing spot. I think barely nudging out the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of where I had them. I think they they might kind of be overshooting that because um, I had Dallas just missing like beating the play in, but Dallas looks like a playing team to me. Like yeah, I had Dallas, I had Dallas completely um, before the year. In my early preseason, I had Dallas fumbling, like fighting this get in. Like I just did not like that roster. It's it's tough, man. I think like I I think me and you, Kings, we discussed this guy before. I think people love the idea of Christian Wood until you see him play. I, I, I said I told many people that when they came, I'm like, it's not gonna go the way you think. Yeah, it's it's like you see the shooting and stuff; it looks great. Then you watch him on the other end, and then how he abandons all his defensive principles to try to block everything and doesn't rebound. And out, even off, even offensively, the way he gets his offense is kind of takes away from the flow of the team. So and he's already complaining about the kid. You know, Jason Kidd don't play that no defense stuff anyway. He's complained about playing only a minute thirty in the fourth quarter tonight in a loss. You know what I mean? So you know, it's crazy because like statistically, Dallas is still a top five team. I saw that. Like, look, I look at the net rating. The thing is, uh, bottom three fourth quarter team in basketball. That's a barometer for. Uh, Early exit or missing playoffs. That's like they did the net, net rating by quarter, worst fourth quarter team, which is crazy because Luca is super clutch. Yep, but I mean he's outside of him. They they struggle, dude. Well, yeah, that's like I, before. Like I had the whole state of Texas upset with me because I was like, outside of they have Luca, what other reason can you give me that this team just you know avoids the playing? No, nah, they suck. Not people think Christian Wood. Yeah, say so like that, and that right there is just the <laughs> reason. Man, um, before we go to the to the individual part of it, I told you guys I wanted to get your top five teams in each conference just to see kind of where you are. Uh, let's start out east. Uh, Jordan, you want to go first? Yeah, I got Boston number one. I got them number one in the entire league. Uh, they're number one in my conference. <laughs> Um, number two, I got Cleveland. Um, I know they're coming off a, t- a tough stretch, but I, I still think, like, fully healthy. I, I still think that they're there. Statistically, they're there. Right. Number three, I got Milwaukee. Um, they got to get healthy, dude. They really do. And honestly, I think the best thing that happened to the Bucks was this situation on Friday night with Montrez Hill- Harrell and, and Giannis. Because Giannis is – there's something wrong with him, bro. Like, he is not right. He has not been playing very well the last couple weeks. Career low efficiency. Career low efficiency. Shooting under forty five percent, but I think that this could really fire him up. And I don't know if he's injured or if it's fatigue from the Euros in the summer, but he got to get going, bro, or else it's gonna be a struggle. Uh, number four, I got Toronto, and number five, I have Atlanta. Yeah, Toronto's Toronto's starting to get it together. That's a good. That's a good call. Um, real quick before I go to Kings, what is Middleton's timetable? Do you know? Said today that he practiced in full, so. Okay, so it's so it's not too far away. Yeah, the Bucks. I mean, you just never know, dude. Like, maybe <laughs> ready, bro. Like Pat Connaughton was supposed to come back two weeks ago, and we still haven't seen him. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember, like he was like 
itching to come back, and we never just never heard anything. <laughs> yeah, so, who knows at this point? But Giannis got to get right because if he's not right, this it, it could shit could go off the rails, dude, really quick. All right. All right, Kings top five in the East. Yeah, number one, I have Boston, obviously, the most dominant team in the league right now. Number two, I actually do have Milwaukee. Despite all the struggles, when you play defense, you're always going to be, you know, you're always going to be up there. You know, defense wins championships. Milwaukee right there with uh, the L.A. Clippers, tops in the league for defense. Um, Number three, I have Cleveland. Um, Four and five is going to be a shocker to y'all. Number four, I have Philly. Uh, I think despite everything, you look at their defensive rating, they're, they're guarding. Maxi looks like he's taking the next step. Oh, um, four weeks, so King. He's out for a month. That was the only thing. That's yeah, why I could. That's, yeah, I know he's 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 out, but you know he was looking like he was taking yeah, the next step. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, when he gets back, you know he's still gonna be. I feel like he's still gonna be in that groove. Harden taking this year serious. Um, you know, body looks right this year. Um, looks like he's mentally locked in to try and, and get a championship. And uh, I just think they have the recipe. They just have to put it all together. Uh, obviously, the downfall becomes playoff coaching. But uh, I think roster-wise, play style-wise, I think they're a great team. And then five, I'll go with um, Atlanta. Uh, it's, it's very good. Uh, Dehonte Murray is a very good player. And there's a reason why I had him as my desired trade destination and this trade option for Minnesota what he brings to perimeter defense as well as offensive playmaking is very rare in today's game. Uh, he's really one of those throwback um, two-way guards in terms of running an offense, scoring inside, and then guarding the other guy's best pr- uh, perimeter guard. So uh, he he was always going to change any team that needed that type of off-ball handler as well as you know, lead defender on the guard spot. So compliments Trey perfectly. They have enough shooting for him to to help open them up. We would have had that too in Minnesota. Is why I wanted him. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Atlanta, my fifth. Yeah, because of how good he's been, they were able to withstand Trey shooting blindfolded the first ten games of the season. <laughs> hey, real, um, real, quick, real quick, before you give your power rankings, can we just give a shout out to Travis Schlenk and how he lo- how he's building the uh, Hawks is like a poor absolutely. Man. Absolutely. You know who he used to work for, so, you know. <laughs> Literally, like, he's building them exactly how they built the Warriors. Right. Um, me, Celtics, obviously, kind of the – I think they're the clear head towards above the league right now. Um, my second team, I have the Hawks, just very impressive. Like, even with Trey's, the Trey struggles still running off wins, uh, I like them a lot. Three, I'm going with Milwaukee, a uh, little bit of a, a – you know, a bump here. Uh, I don't know if Giannis is all the way healthy. They got to get Middleton back, but I do think Brooke Lopez has been the second best center in the East. Um, nice. Just damn good. Uh, four and five are going to be a little uh, wild to y'all. Four, I have the Pacers. Uh, eight and two, last 10 games, getting career years from uh, Turner and Heald. Uh, again, back to back, stellar first round picks, in my opinion, added Halle Burton. Uh, just a really good team, brutal team to guard. The guard play, tough, tough team to defend with all the guard play, multiple guys who can attack off the dribble and shoot. Uh, you got to be on your P's and Q's to stop that team. Lastly, I have the Wizards. Rough start, seven and three last 10 games. Kyle Kuzma um, playing out of his mind. Or Zingas. Like what'd you say? 
Porzingis playing like an all-star too. Yes, I was going to say that him, Porzingis, and you add Beal in there uh, when he doesn't have COVID for <laughs> 72 times. Damn good player. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, those are my top five. Um, I still think the there are some teams that are better, but the, the, Wizard, the Pacers and Wizards, just the way they're trending right now, I got to show them love with uh, how they're playing. Hey, Jason threw uh, the Spurs in his top five the first week, Kings, and then they went on to lose like five in a row. After. I know. I got to see if I, I we got to see if the tip of the hoop curse is real. It's been real a couple times. <laughs> we mentioned we mentioned some guys, and then they've gone off the cliff. So we got to <laughs> see if that sticks this year. Um, man, this is what I want to see the West because it's about three teams in this top five in the standings that we did not think would be here. So I'm yep. curious how you guys will rank them. Uh, George, you can go first this time with your Western Conference. All right, I got I got a uh, Utah number one. <laughs> That's fair. That man, it's, it's hard to dispute that man. Phoenix number two, uh, Pelicans number three, the Trailblazers number four. I know Dame's gonna be out a couple of weeks, but uh, honestly, when he was out last time, he performed pretty well without him. And then number have five, the Kings. Fair. Kings, Kings, go ahead. Yeah, I got Suns at one for me. Um, I got Nuggets two, Jazz three, uh, Blazers four, and then the Kings at uh Kings at five. Uh, I think I'll go Clips at five. It's tough. Are, Kings are starting at five, dude. Clippers yeah. are starting to get it together, man. Yeah, it's 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 tough, man. Um, it's tough because the Pelicans, everything reads as a juggernaut. But they can't keep Zion and Ingram on the floor, so they, they, you don't see it in the win column. But all their data is like I think they're one of like four or five teams that's top ten in offense and defense in the league. Period. Um, how they put a top ten defense on the floor, playing Zion and Jonas in their front court, uh, that's amazing to me. But it's kudos to to Herb and Trey and, and Ingram even shine on defense this year. So we'll see, but I just I can't put the Pelicans in my top five until they can keep fourteen and one on the floor and start you know turning out like tangible wins. So number one for me is the Suns. I picked them over Utah because I just feel like it's more sustainable because of the yeah. guys. Uh, Utah's two. I just I can't keep denying the product <laughs> at this point. Eighteen games in, that's a pretty good sample size. Um, three, I go Kings uh, nine and one last ten games. Um, just kind of streaking right now. Four Nuggets, kind of one of the few teams that's like semi-consistent, but Joker's out with uh, a minute here, so we'll see. And then five, um, I am going to go Clippers because adding Kawhi back, Grizzlies, uh, Jai in out the lineup, Trailblazers would have been there too, but Dame is out for a minute, going to get reevaluated in two weeks. That sucks because that team, this is probably the best team he's had in some years. They finally went in. It's like, hey, modern basketball, Let's get some wings who can do something aside from just stand and shoot. They finally went into that, and Dame is starting to get hit by the injury bug, but it's tough with guards over 30. I hope this doesn't become a thing. This is really the best team he's had since he's been in Portland, so I really you know, hope he stays healthy. But those are my uh, top five teams at this point. Hey, I'm not going to lie, though. Dame cost his team the game against the Nets. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I mean, I, when, when stuff like that happens, I look like, you know what? How many games has Dane pulled victory from the Jaws of defeat? You know what I mean? Like, so that's, you're right. I mean, you're right in the, in the vacuum, but over the course of a year, Dane's going to pull, you know, you know, pull a rabbit out of a hat more than he costs you. So he'll he'll get that back for him. But you're right, though. Just, you know, 
very uncharacteristic for him. You're right, though. Also, real quick, Ben Simmons. Can we talk about Ben Simmons for a second? Last <laughs> I mean, two games, he's looked spectacular. Yeah, he's like, and, uh, I'm, that's good because he's gearing up to go to Philly. They play Philly tomorrow, right, or Tuesday? I think Tuesday. Yeah, so, ooh. I mean, he said it, too. They were like, you think he's going to ease up? And he was like, come on, man, you know we're going to Philly, so he knows what's coming. <laughs> Let's see, because he, he usually shrinks in the moment, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, last thing, Gang's first episode back, wanted to do his uh, get our temperature on early MVP candidates. Uh, I have my, my top three. Um, I'll let you guys respond and go after three. I have Giannis was on a tear. I don't know what happened. Kind of hit a, hit a wall here. 30, 12, and 5 on 51, 22, 59 shooting. The free throw shooting, he was low 70s last year, so I'm wondering if injury is a factor. Um, but defensively, he's uh, still been amazing. So he's 3-2. For me, is Devin Booker. Team's winning a game by the first seed. 28, 6, and 5, and he's like barely below 50, 40, 90, 48, 39, and 89 splits. Um, yeah. Man, if Booker wins the MVP, I will fly both of you out here to Vegas and we will party because I have a huge ticket on Devin Booker to win MVP this year. To me, he's second right now. To me, he's second right now. Uh, 28, 6, and 5, flirting with 50, 40, 90. Team is winning. He's hit all the efficiency and out efficiency and productivity benchmarks that they look for before they give it out. But one, um, that's just Tatum, Jason Tatum to me. Mm-hmm. Out of his mind, 37 and 5, 47, 38, 87, and playing uh, all NBA defense. Best two-way player in basketball right now, in, in my opinion, and the team has been absolutely dominant. Like their, their hope for beating Boston right now is to hope that they're missing threes that night. Yeah. And the, 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 you got to pray that they're missing their threes that night. Because they generate so many, they turn the game into a messed up math problem. A math problem. They just outgun you from three, and they have players like Jalen and Tatum get to the basket at will. So yeah, they're like the Utah Jazz, but they have perimeter defense. It's crazy. Yeah, um, my my top three. I got a uh, Curry number three. I know that like the the Warriors being outside looking in right now kind of hurts his chances, but to me, I mean, he's been the best player in basketball. It's just his record kind of puts him at number three for me. He's he's just been incredible, dude. I don't know how he keeps doing it. Uh, number two, I got Luca. Um, he's just, he's just a special player, man. Like, there's no way around that. And then number one, I got Tatum. And I I don't at this point, like, if the season were to end, I think it would be unanimous. That's that's how great he's been. Yep. <laughs> Wouldn't even be close. Yeah, I mean, uh, number three. Uh, I actually did have Giannis. Again, you know me. I like guys who defend at a high level as well as produce on the offense. So I had Giannis at three. Two, I did have Luka. I mean, special season, monster numbers, just monster production, monster highlights, special passes. He's doing it all offensively. And then, yeah, one is a no-brainer. Um, we all on table. Right. <laughs> he might be the best player in the league if he goes all the way. I mean, that's, that's just type of season he's having right now and uh you know it's funny it's it's really funny that he's doing this because remember maples when we had that list of best guys under 25 and what did i tell you and what did i tell on this pod i said jason tatum's two-way presence will make him a rival to luka Doncic, and people laughed at me people laughed and said he's not good enough playmaking i said jason tatum can score he can shoot 
and he can defend at such a high level that he will rival Luka Doncic for MVPs. And here we are. So, you know, I'm 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 actually happy this is happening because I kind of I kind of predicted that a couple of years back. So I'm glad to see Luka and Tatum having the rivalry that I expect them to have. I think the one thing about Tatum and kind of alluded to it too is like in the final, they would have won that finals, dude, if he mm-hmm. if they could if they could just hang on to the basketball. Like they had so many unforced turnovers, dude. It was that, but I I, I gotta and you know, Kings side out of King's agenda, you gotta give Wiggins credit, man. Nobody defended Tatum like Wiggins did. Like, I mean But I mean he did yeah. it throughout the entire playoffs, though. No matter even when Wes Matthews was guarding him. That's true. But I just put Wiggins like I just like the like like Tatum's points were down. Like it's like yeah, that was his worst series of the playoffs. Yeah, his efficiency was bad too. Like uh Wiggins, I think, had the best uh, the individual defense he has seen all throughout. So I think I think Tatum overall, if he just plays better, they win that. You know, they win that finals. And also, I think that's the worst defense you could play on Steph Curry is a deep drop. I, I couldn't believe they opt for a consistent dose of that. They don't. They don't. They have the personnel to not do that. But honestly, I, I really that's think what it did. To, I really think it had to do more with Time Lord's injury. It okay. just really scared them. And Marcus, I, I think that's why. And then smart, yeah, smart being hobbled the way he was. They just didn't want to take the chance. And uh it was the wrong guy to do that to, though. But <laughs> my thing with Steph, man, like just you know, and obviously you can't I, I guess my, Lou just might be the only one who's good enough to do the hedge and recover, or maybe just because he had LeBron in his peak to quarterback the defense, but um, I mean, you can't obviously that stuff with Nurse was just like one year because he had he had bums. You can't you, you really can't play that type of defense on him. <laughs> really, the only successful way to stop Curry and win was from what Ty Lue did with the Cavs when they actually the Warriors actually had a good team and they still were able to stop them. But again, you know, it was a, the right mix of the right pieces. I don't know how many teams can put that out. So it's, it's tough. Hey, uh, real quick. I know I know, Jason, you coach college basketball, right? Kings, do you watch any college hoop? I watch a little bit here and there, yeah. So Virginia, one of the best teams in the country. They just beat uh they just beat Illinois and they just beat um I mean they beat Baylor and Illinois this weekend, right? Two of the best teams in the country. They're the only team in the country that I see that hard head hard hedges every screen and roll. Why do teams not hard hedge anymore? Uh because it's 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 it's, it's to do it consistently, your team has to be on a string. I, I, I had a, like somebody who works in the NBA explained it to me. Was like, there's so much turnover in NBA rosters. There's no fluidity or continuity defensively. So having to great so having to teach that teach that every year to get that connected defensively to hedge and recover. And he's like, it's tough. So the teams they opt to. So if you look at it, you know what? Let's get a bunch of wings. And we could just switch everything. That's or, a great point because that when when the Cavs did that with Curry in the finals, they had over that roster was most of the same guys from the previous yeah. year after the trade. So they had played with each other. They had played under Lou because Lou was coaching with uh, Blatt. So they had played and coached under Lou for a good right. amount of time by that time that that uh, season came over. So it wasn't like um, they were just out there uh, out there with misfits. It was a bunch of guys who had played together and had deep runs. But like you said that. The hard hedge and recover, like I, I say it casually because for me, it's like when you play the at the lower level, it's like it's something that you were commonly coached to do uh, to offset. 
but it's that it's it really does take a high level of communication but it's it's really the best way to like to to trap and to blitz you have to hedge you have to recover you have to rotate but you also like i said you need a quarterback on defense who's not only going to be able to get guys to the right spot but he has to be able to make up for a missed rotation and you know lebron in his prime was one of the best guys ever doing that and it's it's hard to find somebody with that type of physical prowess and mental prowess to do that. Yeah, and just like adding on to that, like I've you know talked to guys like the NBA practice time during the season is just almost non-existent. Yeah, it's shoot around. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like it's it's also you can't drill that stuff. Everything like it's very tough. So that's why you see these teams like and they're showing you it's hard to do all that. So let's try to get a bunch of wings and let's be switchy. And like, or they just play a deep drop with a great rim protector. You know what I mean? Like, it's just very, you know, very vanilla. But um, I think that that's a that's a great way to think. Just you got to be tied together, man. But this is a lot of factors that contribute to not to teams not doing it. Because remember, in like the early two thousands, like I mean, every team with hard hedge. Well, also I'll say this: you didn't have the shooting you had today. True. That was a lot of two big lineups, left space to cover. Uh, the pace was slower. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of factors that went into that. So I think that that's also something you got to consider. But, yeah, man, great question. I'm interested to see how that works with the, with the level of three-point shooting coming out, how teams will continue to adjust. Um, before we yeah, get out of here, before we get out of here, Jordan, tell us about your stuff, your podcast, man. Let us know. Let the people know where they can find you, man. Find I'm out of here, of course. Find me at Twitter at Jordan Rules TSP. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. Uh, you can catch the Taproom Sports Podcast live every Sunday through Wednesday on Twitch, YouTube, twitch.tv slash Taproom Sports, um, 9.30 p.m. Pacific to whenever we end. Uh, if you're a degenerate, you definitely want to <laughs> tap in, dude. <laughs> All right, Kings, uh, when he gets back to Elon <laughs> World, when he gets back to Elon World, he will let y'all know the at. Hey, Trump's uh, back, so he got to be back soon, too. <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to be back this month, so, you know, we did time off this week, so I'm, I'm going to be making a new one. All right, follow myself, JJ Maples 55 underscore MST. Um, look out. We are still going to try and diversify how we put out this pod, looking to go, go on to YouTube, get you guys some more clips to look at on um Instagram and, and, and Twitter as well. So you guys can get it kind of get more to, you know, how we do the show and more content and just kind of get it out there to more and more people so we can keep building this uh, thing that we started from scratch, man. I'm loving it here. Um, once again, my glad my brother Kings is back. Jordan, welcome yes, to the sir. team. Thank and you, you guys be safe and we are out of here. Peace, y'all.